0: I'm Sam Sivarella and today I have the unbelievable pleasure of interviewing my friend and the co-creator and founder of It's Personal, Riley Billingsley. We're going to talk about an array of topics, some of which include airplanes and dogs and being a mom. So sit back, relax, and let's get personal.
1: I don't mind flying. I would say I even enjoy it. It's exciting to me because it means I'm going somewhere. Take off and landing doesn't bother me and I'm even fine with turbulence. But this time it's different. This time I have this little life that I'm responsible for that has no idea what's going on. New to this world and experiencing everything for the first time. I am her teacher, her guardian, her protector. I have her life in my hands, and it's scary. That, partnered with a worldwide pandemic and being around people in an airport and on an airplane, I'm downright terrified. We got our rescue dog, Nutmeg, at the beginning of quarantine. Just a few days after, my boyfriend and I both lost our jobs. We were already planning on getting her. We weren't planning on our jobs closing and a stay-at-home order. Nutmeg became my job. I became so attached to her and determined to train her and teach her as many new things as possible. When we got her, she'd never even seen stairs and needed to learn how to use them. As my days dragged on in quarantine, I felt like because of her, I had a purpose, a reason to get up, to take her out, to feed her, to walk her. She became my lifeline in an uncertain time. My boyfriend and I planned to drive across country to quarantine up in Michigan with my parents because driving seemed like the safest option, plus we could bring the nut. But my boyfriend got called back to work at the end of June and my job was still non-existent. So I decided to fly and I decided to bring nutmeg because I knew that getting up there would be crucial for both our physical and mental health. Hopped up on CBD, her, not me, And a little me not her, we boarded our red-eye flight. She's fine on the runway, but as soon as we get to the entrance of the plane, she stops cold. Like, whatever is happening in there is not something she wants to be a part of. I coax her onto the plane, sweat dripping down my face, underneath my face shield and mask. Thankfully, we have the whole row to ourselves. Put her down by my feet, she immediately tries to escape. I keep feeding her treats to try to keep her calm, but then I'm worried she's gonna throw up in the middle of the flight because she's had too many treats. She seems fairly calm. Then the plane takes off. She jumps up so fast, she is absolutely not okay with whatever is happening. She's just sitting on the seat, looking down at the floor, like, what the hell is that noise? She's glued to my side and won't get back down, so I expect that the flight attendants are gonna tell me she has to get back down, but then every time they walk by her, they just smile. She stays on the seat next to me the entire flight. Sometimes she lies down, but only for a second. Mostly she just sits there, panting and drooling. So much drool. Her heart is beating so fast, I'm convinced she's gonna bark at any second, so I'm on the verge of a panic attack, having breathing so fast underneath my face mask. I was sure a red-eye flight would be a great idea because we could tire her out all day and then she would just sleep. But now it's the middle of the night on a completely quiet flight, and we're both just sitting there, petrified and wide awake. A baby, somewhere, cries. And I have never been so happy to hear a baby cry. I assume that people aren't thinking, wow, this baby is really badly behaved to be crying like that in the middle of this flight. But if my dog barks, they will totally think that. I don't think I'm ready to be a mom if this situation is this stressful. Maybe Nutmeg is preparing me for parenthood. I've always thought of myself as maternal. I like to think that I would be a good mom, but now I'm thinking this is really stressful. I literally don't want her to ever feel pain or be afraid or feel sad or stressed in in her entire life. How do I protect her from that? I have to try to soothe this little thing and tell her it's going to be okay, even though she can't understand me or what's going on. I know parents wanna shield their children from pain, but also know that they can't. Children have to experience pain sometimes. I just wanna protect her at all costs. Toward the end of the flight, the sun starts to come up above the clouds and Nutmeg sits on the seat looking out the window like she is in a car. A big, scary flying car. Landing is not nearly as bad as takeoff and all the flight attendants say, bye Nutmeg on our way off the plane. Once we get to the Detroit airport, she's trotting around the airport like a seasoned traveler. I feel so guilty because we still have one more flight to go, a one hour flight up to Traverse City. This time, she gets right on the plane, sits right on the seat next to me. She stares out the window during takeoff, not scared at all. She even sleeps a little bit. In the air, the flight attendant says, you're doing such a good job as we'd planned to spend weeks of new experiences filled with nature, new dogs, people, and lakes. I say, you did it, and we did it, and I was proud of us. I recently flew back to LA, but I left Nutmeg back in Michigan to hang out with my parents for a few weeks while I get all my stuff together so that my boyfriend and I can head back to Michigan and live there for about six months during all this crazy time in LA. Flying without her was the easiest flight of my entire life. But now that I'm without her, I miss her so much. I realize now how terrible my life would have been these last few months without her. And through all the craziness and stress that she brings, it's all worth it for the happiness she brings me. She truly saved my life. And I'm so happy to be her person.
0: Hi, Riley. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here. (laughs) It's so good to see you. You too. And talk to you. Via
0: Zoom via zoom i'm in los angeles you are in michigan and we are going to talk a lot about michigan about the journey from la to michigan which sounded harrowing (laughs) um yes we just listened to your piece uh i'd be lying if i said it wasn't extremely triggering at any point you could have changed the name nutmeg for sam and stories would have been the same you
1: also would have been panting on an airplane (laughs) i
0: mean i i do and
1: probably have before i yep (laughs) and the drool so
0: much drool i related (laughs)
1: deeply <laughs> to the yeah. story.
0: Uh let's let's dive in. Uh this story is so funny. I think it's really it's definitely funny for me cuz I know nutmeg Uh, your dog. Mm -hmm. And she has such a personality. So I'm like, I'm watching this all happen in my brain as you because you described it so vividly, like your storytelling skills. It's almost like you own a storytelling company. (laughs) Spoiler alert, she does. It's almost like (laughs) I've been doing it for five years. (laughs) It's almost like this is literally your profession. Um, So first up, I just want to open with uh, how I feel personally attacked by the beginning of your piece. You open up being like, I don't really care about flying. I honestly enjoy it. As a matter of fact, I don't even mind turbulence. That's literally insane to me. Have you never had, like, a moment
1: on an aircraft before this that was traumatizing? I've had moments where I've been like, ooh, that, like, this is kind of uh, concerning. (laughs) Like, turbulence, that's just kind of like, ooh, I don't like this turbulence. It's very not, not fun. But, like, um, not anything too traumatic, for sure, where I felt like it's, it's not, it's not good. I wow. Know. I mean, I just feel like I, I've definitely experienced it, but I usually can keep my calm about it. Yeah, can't I relate. Bottle that up, sis. So sell it by the gallon. <laughs> but you, you know, you've had a different experience like you've had an actual experience that like triggered some like <laughs> craziness with your flying anxiety and you can listen to that podcast episode and that episode <laughs> just aired
0: <laughs> yeah that was so funny to me I'm just like wow okay she's just getting on planes um and then you start describing <laughs> nutmeg getting on the plane which first of all the idea of you like walking through an airplane like an airport with nutmeg was also like Visually, I was like, wow, how did that even happen? It
1: was so bad because I didn't even include like I still had so much um, this this piece. I, I performed this piece pretty soon after the event. Yeah. And I still was like so traumatized by it that I like wasn't I didn't I couldn't even include so much of like how like I can't even explain how much anxiety I had. With all of it, because my dog barks a lot at other dogs. Like, that's, like, if she sees another dog, she'll bark. And so there happened to be, like, 45 dogs in the airport that night. It was, like, a red eye. It was, like, it's a pandemic. (laughs) Hopefully it'll just be, you know, they'd blocked off the middle seat, so I'm, like, hopefully it's very, like, you know, an empty plane. And, like, it wasn't, like, full, but it seemed like there was a billion dogs. And so I'm, like, trying to get her not to bark in the airport. It just was, like, so stress, And then she was barking at the um, people with, like, the big trash can coming by. And so, like, she was just, like, very triggered in the airport. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. And by the time we got on the airplane, she was so terrified that she – that another dog was barking at her in the plane. She wouldn't even bark. That's how terrified she was. (laughs) So, like, that is not – that is not even like her. Like, she was just – terrified into silence which I guess is like the best possible outcome but I was like oh my god this is the worst situation <laughs> do dogs go through security yeah I just like walked her through the little like beep beep with me wow. I think I I think I t- I had to take her collar off or her yeah like her, her stuff off and I like carried her through i think oh they don't do like they don't
0: have to like (laughs) screen her intestines like how we all have to like walk through the radiation poisoning yeah i think they were like you're good i love security personally big fan (laughs) that i just i guess i've never seen a dog like go through security yeah (laughs) so i was thinking i'm like okay so she's in the airport but
1: She take her shoes off? No, yeah, I've blocked a lot of it out. Yeah, she did take her shoes off. She kept her thunder jacket on, which wasn't that helpful. (laughs) (laughs) This poor animal.
0: And then she just stops dead in her tracks, getting on the plane, which like I could not, yeah, could not get her
1: to like get on. Oh yeah, it was crazy.
0: So how were? I mean, I know that your whole entire piece is about like how you were feeling in these moments were there any moments where you were good
1: or was it just 100% at pure anxiety can break at any moment pretty much 100% pure anxiety because i was convinced that she was just going to randomly bark on the plane and it was a red eye so it was the middle of the night, most people on the plane were sleeping, and I was just like, I don't really know what happens if, like, your dog barks on a plane, because she is, you know, like, an emotional support dog, and so she's supposed to be, like, the best behaved, but, like, I, I had gotten her, at this point, when I was telling this piece, I hadn't had her that long, so we were still, you know, going through, <laughs> we now, since, have gone through a lot more training, and she listens a lot better, but at the time, like... I don't know. She just was not the best situation. So I'm like, I don't even understand. Like, what if she just like barks in the middle of the night and scares everyone on this plane? And like, am I going to get in trouble? Like, I don't really know what happens. Like a U.S.
0: Marshal just comes out of his hidden space. Yeah. And I'm
1: like, what if I can't get... Because I had to do two flights. I take one flight to Detroit and then another flight up to my small town in Michigan. So I was like, what if I can't get her on the next flight... Because she's so traumatized by this first flight, then, like, do I just have to, like, rent a car and drive the five hours up there? Like, I just had so many thoughts going through my yeah. head, basically. So I was I was not relaxed. I did not sleep that entire flight, so I didn't sleep that night.
0: That's crazy.
1: That I don't know
0: what I would do as a passenger if a dog just started barking. I would probably think that dog was, like, on... Patrol like he was clocked in, right? And I would be worried that the dog was sensing uh, immediate emergency, and uh, that would have been the end for me. So I guess I won't fly with nutmeg. Uh.
1: Yeah, I don't. I I guess like maybe I was the best person to do it, but it just you know it was it was not great for me either. Who like is very calm in that situation? Yeah. Well, I mean, you say
0: like in your piece that the the kind of the the moment. Where the tension breaks, so to speak, is when you hear a baby cry, mm-hmm. which then completely takes your piece in a completely different direction, which again, your storytelling is so seamless like that, where we you're talking about all of this anxiety because of nutmeg on the plane. and then you take us on this journey where you're talking about motherhood
1: mm-hmm.
0: in like this really special way, um because you kind of open the piece when you're describing nutmeg anybody who doesn't know you would think at any moment you're like and my baby mm-hmm. of one years old uh <laughs> that I'm taking on this plane because uh, you really um you buried the lead there uh really nicely so this and this isn't your first time at its personal talking about motherhood um or being a mom in, in general mm-hmm. and you touch a little bit on this in the piece but how has Nutmeg, not just this experience, but as a whole, how has Nutmeg either prepared you or deterred you <laughs> from parenthood?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I think that I um she has prepared me in the sense that I like now get more of a idea of how like, to care for a living being and like just worry about a living being in a way that like I know would be amplified a billion percent as having a human child but like definitely I you know I worry about her think about her a lot and like hope she's okay and like want the best for her and all these things um I actually it was her second birthday the other day and I was truly I don't know why I should admit this it's so weird but I was crying to my boyfriend because I realized I looked up how long her type of dog lives and I realized like she's gonna live probably for like hopefully you know a long time like another like 15 years which is great but I was like our kids are going to know her and then they're going to be like, it's going to be like their first dog that dies. They're going to like, no, it's going to be so sad for them. I don't have kids. I'm not pregnant. I don't have kids. I was truly tears streaming down my face. He's like, are you crying? I was like, it's just so sad. <laughs> like I had the birthday party for the dog. Yes, like just sad to me that like my future kids would be sad when their dog dies who so they don't exist <laughs> and like just I was like oh no I'm not like emotionally prepared for this <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's just call you a deep feeler and uh
1: <laughs> yeah but um yeah so I love her a lot obviously <laughs> so you think that she hasn't
0: deterred you at all huh you just want to full steam ahead many babies
1: yeah well I also am a nanny for a baby and that has definitely made me understand how hard it is to care for a child. Um, In a way that I'm like, now getting very much firsthand experience. So like, it's definitely not deterred me, but it has made me realize like, I'm not ready yet. Because <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of work. And even taking care of a dog is a lot of work, you know, like, mm-hmm. I think that that's like kind of what I can handle right now. And I'm very happy Um, trying to take care of her because that seems like the most I can do right now. Yeah.
0: She's a good girl. Yeah.
1: That little nut. I'm
0: um, actually kind of sad. She's not here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I'm like, she's not even here for this interview. Where is she? She's
0: not great for a podcast, much like Fritz is not great for a podcast. Right.
1: Um, well, this piece is about more than just, you
0: know, nutmeg. I know she's kind of the essence, but you just, you're talking about a pretty, and this, I mean, when did we do this? July? It was August of 2020. Yeah. August, 2020 um, you talk about a very big transition in your life. You were coming back. You were in LA while you performed this, but you were getting ready to move to Michigan Mm -hmm. of your childhood. So you are from Michigan. You're about to move like back home. How has that been, especially during a global
1: pandemic? Yeah. Um, I mean, I live in my parents' basement with my boyfriend and my dog. (laughs) in Michigan so like it's a very interesting uh it's been like an interesting year to go back to like where I'm from a place I haven't lived since I was you know 18 and like, it's been so great for Nutmeg, too, like, for her to have all this space and, like, to, like, there she is! Hi, Nut! (laughs) She just ran by. Breaking
0: news! Nutmeg has entered the chat. She's here. This
1: is great podcast material. (laughs) Uh, But it's just been... it's It was definitely a good move for me mentally to, like, be with my family, and it's been really nice, like... um, I think she's thrived a lot as well, and so... Yeah, it was not something I would have ever thought of pre-pandemic, but was actually a really, really nice thing to be home with my family when I like, you know, this this whole past year I like couldn't really see anyone or do anything, and so just for us to be together was great. Um, but it definitely is uh, not what I expected <laughs> for my life.
0: What's been like the biggest like culture shock getting back
1: to Michigan? Probably that, like, people, like, dress so terribly here. <laughs> the shame. I mean, yeah, it's the Midwest. I just, like, miss L.A. and the style more than anything. I wish people could see how you and I are dressed right now. I know. I'm dressed like a loser, <laughs> but, you know. I mean, I'm not far off, my friend. <laughs> I just, like, miss seeing people with, with good style, mostly. Oh, and the food. Like, I it's hard. I being in a uh, very small white town where like there's not a lot of different types of cuisine and also just LA has so much to offer right like you can get mm-hmm. food any type of food at any type any hour can like do anything you want to do so it's, it's been interesting um, to not have the like options yeah for sure
0: Has moving uh, to Michigan and being kind of outside of the hub the entertainment hub that is Los Angeles has that affected you creatively at all
1: I think so probably I think it's weird to like live in LA For so long where you're seeing all the um, You're constantly seeing posters For like movies and shows and like you're just like Surrounded by it all the time And it's weird to be somewhere where people just like Aren't as interest. Like you're not not everyone you meet Is like in the arts or creative Which like in LA it mm-hmm. seems like everyone you meet Is like doing something creative So I think it definitely Is like a different Type of brain
0: sounds kind of nice
1: yeah like it's just it's just different for sure but I'm yeah. sure it's like stunted some of my creativity you think it stunted your creativity I don't know probably I don't know this whole year has been so weird like I feel like it's just it's different
0: As an outsider looking into your life, uh, I'm here to tell you I don't think it stunted a damn thing. uh, Just before we started filming this, Riley was telling me of literally her packed schedule and all of the things she's doing with it's personal and everything. So the lies you tell, the lies you tell. Um, Michigan sounds lovely. I mean, it didn't sound lovely a few months ago when you were telling me about the snow, but like Michigan now seems really lovely, yeah,
1: it's lovely in the summer for sure,
0: <laughs> yeah, lots of like lake
1: stuff. I'm like, oh, um- this is why people live here, and then I'm like, well, um, I like it's like you you forget you like forget how terrible it is in the winter that like in the summer you're just like,' oh, yeah, this is why it's so great,' and I'm like, why am I like not remembering that it's truly terrible in the winter?' <laughs> It's like, don't they say that about childbirth? Is like women literally that, forget how much pain they're that's in. That's it. I feel like I went through like some traumatic event, like, um, it's a little dramatic, but like of just like winter darkness. And now I'm like, oh my God, this is the best place ever. <laughs> You're like, I'll stay forever. <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah. What's uh, what's your favorite thing about Michigan? Um, I think like just being, I mean, personally being close to my family because my whole family lives um in the town where I am um so that is the best part and then also being Mm -hmm. near like so close to nature which LA is very close to nature as well but just like constantly being able to be surrounded by like greenery and lakes and stuff like that I think is is one of my favorite parts
0: and no smog
1: no smog oh my god the stars I cannot even tell you how insane it is to see stars at night that are like I'm like there can't be this many stars (laughs) right like I'm just like this is crazy There's this many stars? Like, I just can't even believe it. Is there a galaxy I haven't been aware of? (laughs) This has... Do people know about this? This is crazy. uh, (laughs) Because they do not know in
0: New York and L.A. They haven't a clue. Even where I'm from in New Jersey, like, there's so much light pollution. Like, I... It wasn't until, like, I would go to, like, the mountains or something. And I'm like, what is this? It looks like that thing. Remember in the 90s we had that toy that, like, put the stars on the uh, Mm -hmm. ceiling?
1: Yeah, that's what it feels
0: like. (laughs) I think those still exist, but I don't know. Yeah. I turned 31 and I decided I was old in that moment. So I say things mm-hmm. like remember in the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> I'm broken.
1: Um what's Nutmeg's favorite thing about Michigan? The lake. She loves to swim. She used to be terrified of swimming. When we mo- when we first got to Michigan, I like took her to the water and she'd just kind of like step in and she was so scared and then one day she just jumped in and swam after a ball and now she swims and swims and swims. Oh my God, she loves going to the the lake.
0: Oh my God, please send me videos.
1: That's really cute. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> I remember
0: when you bought her like the life vest
1: and I was like, yes, not Meg, get out there, girl. Yeah. Now, even when it, in the spring and stuff, when it was still, I'm sure, freezing in the water, I wasn't going in there, she'd like run in there. Like she just was like so happy. Um, being in the water so that is definitely her favorite thing and squirrels because there's not really squirrels in downtown LA there are I'd honestly
0: be afraid of them to be honest if you do find wildlife in downtown LA I 10 out of 10 would not
1: recommend going near it it's not yeah it's not gonna be good yeah it's gonna give you COVID-19 there was a lot of trash on the streets in downtown LA which she loved because she could just eat random trash but now there's like squirrels and stuff (laughs) yeah uh so one last kind of little tidbit before I
0: let you go. Um, mm-hmm. I know we're like, we started off with a bang and look at me being concise. Who knew she could do it, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> um, what, I guess, uh, advice or any kind of kind of nuggets you picked up, what would you have for somebody coming out of this crazy year that we've had? Um, you did this thing with your dog, which led to now... You being a creative person in a a unconventional hub, you know, you no one thinks <laughs> Michigan movies,
1: right? You know right. what
0: advice or anything that you have to kind of offer would you give somebody who's maybe toying with like them moving to a place that's a non traditional place for an actor?
1: Um, I guess my, the thing that's helped me a lot is that I've had still a like. I think we've all been able to really connect online even if like people aren't in the same spot so just being able to still do a lot of stuff with its personal online like zoom stuff and I've also done a lot of I think this past year there's been a lot of different things offered online from different professionals like casting directors and different things that you can you know like writing workshops things that you can sign up for so I've done a lot of that because it's been nice to just like figure out where I can find that, even if it's not locally. Um, But I have also, I used to work for the local theater in this town Um, when I was growing up. And so I also have like, you know, done some stuff for them and hopefully will continue to like do some local stuff as well. Because I think that, I mean, I used to che- teach children's theater and I think that I've seen how art can change lives, especially in young um kids. And so I think that, art is extremely important, especially in communities where it's not as obvious. Like if you're not in LA where everyone is like pursuing art, I think it's very, very important to like offer that to children and to adults as well. Um, So I just try to like stay involved in anything creative I can, even if it's like on a smaller scale, because I think that it is truly important.
0: That's so beautiful. And honestly, I think so often people forget that it's not just Broadway and it's not just Hollywood.
1: There are Mm -hmm. all these
0: subsets of of art across the country. And I think it's I think it's honestly amazing that you are like, fuck it. I'm going to Michigan for my fucking mental health and for seasons. And you're still out here doing the thing the thing the whole thing you're very inspiring to me as somebody who's like still in the, sh- the shit of it all and i look at you and i'm like i can move too i could also go and that's <laughs> it's super inspiring because we were told our whole lives we have to be in either new york or los angeles and maybe i guess chicago right. and like now right. atlanta you know and that's that's a testament too is all of these cities are starting to be like we have a we have skin in the game we yeah. are in the game. No, We're also sure. doing stuff. Yeah.
1: And I think that also the older you get, the more, you know, like you realize how important it is to be near family and, and sometimes you can't and it's totally valid. But I think being able to like make that decision, no matter if it's short term or long term for me, like being able to be near my family is like the best thing I could have done in this last year. So I think sometimes as you got to think about that as well and and it's you know you just gotta weigh all your options too and you know it's yeah there's always opportunities to to try new things and go to different cities but you know like you you can't get time back with people that you love as well so I think that's like definitely something that I've learned a lot this year dang that's
0: poetic (laughs) <laughs> That's a beautiful freaking tie up. Um, and as beautifully as you just kind of summed up this podcast episode, your final moment of your piece is maybe my favorite in the history of all its personal of life <laughs> because the very final moment you show a picture of Nutmeg and I remember I hosted the show. I think I like come back on the screen with my dog, like in a psychotic mood. Yes, loop.
1: it was so so brilliant
0: because he was like literally losing his mind at the notion of nutmeg so i hope there's yeah. some way you can share the picture of nutmeg that you put definitely um so that the world can can
1: see nut- and yeah, honestly, we'll definitely when a- this comes out we'll share some nutmegs yeah maybe
0: like a video series because she's got so much personality i mean guys i don't know How to describe nutmeg? But she takes no bullshit. She has, (laughs) she's so playful. She's such a lover. Like nutmeg Mm -hmm. is such a little lover. It's, melt your heart. And she's so long. Like that's the thing. She the stretch on this dog. Yeah. I miss I miss her.
1: I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. I think if you're talking about moving. Moved to michigan
0: <laughs> i honestly i wouldn't have to i really wouldn't have to convince mark he'd be like farms yeah. let's go
1: <laughs> to michigan you we go, go. Uh,
0: and fritz i don't know how he would do in a lake uh we would probably have to borrow the life vest <laughs> right but you know
1: the good thing for fritz is that you know both our dogs are of like the cattle dog variety mm-hmm. and there's lots of them nutmeg was Growling at cows out of the car the other day. She was just like, sure, brr. yeah. <laughs> oh and
0: listeners, this is what it sounds like when Riley and I talk on the phone. <laughs> yeah. We just talk about our dogs, like moms yeah, exactly. do. Exactly. Because you are a mom, and you're a great mom, and you got nutmeg through the skies. And honestly, I want to fly with you because I feel like you
1: would help me immensely. I don't know if you want to fly with me. I can fly, I with, can me, fly but... with anyone after flying with nutmeg. Every time I have gotten on a flight since then, I'm like, this is a breeze. God, I wish. Uh, well, <laughs> listen, when you ever want to like really test your uh,
0: your abilities, you, let, you give right. me a call. I would say let's go someplace tropical. That sounds kind of nice. Um, we'll right, get ourselves on yeah, a go. flight hopefully only like two hours I don't really like to exceed that um we'll see how much drool I can uh get going for (laughs) you well on that note uh enjoy the pictures of nutmeg that you're gonna post thank you for all the beautiful things you said about art and enjoy the beautiful Michigan summer thanks thank you so much we'll just all be roasting here in (sighs) Los Angeles (laughs)
1: bye Riley There it is again. Bye. (laughs) It's Personal is a live storytelling
0: show with a twist. You can find tickets to future shows in the 2021 season at itspersonalonstage.com or in the link in our Instagram bio at itspersonalonstage. While you're on our website, take a second to catch up with our blog. Sign up for a class or two, invest in a membership, and explore our store for the most amazing merch you've ever seen. Come on, now everybody loves merch. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.